listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. The record button hath been pushed. Hath been pushed. You know my favorite part about it? Hmm. I could actually hear the drop for once. Ooh, that was nice. That was nice. One of these days, I'm going to figure out how to um, wrangle all these audio issues when we try to stream live. Yeah. And then my computer won't you know, be almost exploded by the time that we're done recording. That's nice. <laughs> because, for your computer. <laughs> because my computer, I think, was about ready to, like blow up on this desk well we've got three little week. jet engines on this desk between the three of our macbooks mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then a dog that's just not gonna stop panting the entire duration of this podcast it's a feature tonight. not a bug it is a feature um but she is also a bug um she certainly bugs me mm-hmm. anyways but um, anyways and there's a dad joke if i ever heard one yeah that was t- that was it. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, that that registered to you guys. Uh, I'm Palmer. As always, I'm joined by Sam and Alex. They're people. Hello. Hootie I am people. We... I was gonna say hootie who. That's so funny. I had to steal your line. I know that's your line. Oh, do I say that? Hey, hootie who's yours? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> don't take it. That's mine. I don't um, have my own line. Why not? I don't know. Make one. You could be like oh, on the spot a, right now, like a hoy hoy. That's also yours. <laughs> that's what He's Alexander. Get... That's what Alexander Graham Bell wanted to say. Um, wanted people to answer the first phone. That's true. As, instead of hello, he wanted people to say ahoy hoy. <laughs> oh, yeah, fun facts. <laughs> like we could have been answering the phone saying ahoy hoy. What a totally different <clears throat> universe that would be. I think they probably would have just shortened it to ahoy, ahoy. But doesn't that sound like a nah? Ship? Then they would have just said hoy hoy hoy. It sounds like you're something you say in a ship, though. Like, ahoy! Yeah. Which I guess is just... Or when you're manning a lighthouse. So mm. how do you do that formally? Ahoy hoy, thank you for calling the f- law offices of Hyman, Client, and <laughs> and Jackson. We appreciate your, your call. What can, this, is, this is Alex speaking. What can I do for you? It would just be so part of everything. Ahoy hoy. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if there was a variation on goodbye. Goodbye. A boy boy. <laughs> a boy boy. <laughs> that would be boy boy. boy. <laughs> adieu. I bid you adieu. Uh, classic. Mm-hmm. Mm, ahoy hoy and adieu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad we don't live in that timeline. <laughs> That's it. That's um, a well, I don't know. Actually, maybe this. Maybe that yeah, timeline. Gonna, imagine could how be different, different things like Facebook would be. You could just answer the phone. Ahoy, hoy. I could. Oh That's my god. Allowed. That's like crossing the beams, though. That's like going to cause something to explode because mm-hmm. then you're like messing with the parallel universes that are around us. I would if anybody ever called me. Sometimes during Christmas, I like to answer my phone, Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? <laughs> I do that when uh, when Mary Beth calls me it's, during the holidays. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> I'm glad somebody thinks so. You sit on the flies. I like Christmas movies just as much as I like horror movies. Yeah, they're great. I, you know, Kelly hated Will Ferrell mm-hmm. up until I showed her Elf. It's one of his best. And then she was like, all right, this, this movie is tolerable, but I still hate the rest of his nonsense. I feel like people, see, I'm the opposite. 
Oh, really? I you love Will Ferrell. I don't particularly like Elf. You don't much. like him and Elf, or you just don't I like Elf? I just don't Elf. like the movie that much. It's because you're just not in touch with your childhood enough. It's because he's Jewish. No. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get so it. You don't we like don't a single candy cane, like single... candy cane forest and gumdrop yeah. mountain. So by that, by that logic, though, there's not a single Christmas movie that you like? No, I mean, like, Elf is fine. What about when he <laughs> fights Tyrion Lannister? You're a mad little elf. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Elf is fine. Uh, like, A Christmas Carol, don't really care for it. No, I don't care about that. Uh, Home Alone? Home Alone, I like. Uh, uh, Christmas Story, don't really care for it that much. National oh. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Ah, uh, that's that one of the best. Classic. That that's one of the best. That's my favorite. But I think it's because of Chevy Chase. Like, I just like Chevy Chase. Well, the whole movie's great, though. Yeah. Yeah. We got some classic comedic scenes in that. You do. So, uh, which I, I always mix them up because I didn't see either one of them until fairly recently. Uh, mm-hmm. Which one's the one with the BB gun? Is that Christmas? That's story? a Christmas, Christmas story. story. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. I feel like you had to grow up with a Christmas yeah. story. Yeah. I've been watching that movie like every year mm-hmm. on Christmas since I was like as far back as I can remember. If Same. I'm honest. Same, and I, I also as like a, someone who grew up up north that scene where the little kid can't put his arms down because he's in a snow that is like 100% 100% accurate and it makes me laugh so hard but that was also my dad's favorite so yeah, uh, yeah. I grew up watching that I don't know I think there's I think there's Cause some like a, really because I think I saw that movie for the first time like two years ago three years ago mm. I mean that makes sense it so like, all the references finally made sense right um but yeah, I was just like, eh, it's not really doing it for me. It ain't Die Hard. Turn this mm. off. Oh, di- I was gonna say Die Hard's yeah. another great Christmas movie. It is. Yeah, it's definitely one of those like if you don't want to like feel the spirit of Christmas, but be Christmas adjacent, yeah. then mm-hmm. then you've got a a dynamite film yeah. right there. Hmm. 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 Right in. Let us know your favorite Christmas movies. I guess with the the Silent Night, Deadly Night Five. <laughs> <laughs> As we, as we prepare to wrap up this uh, wonderful series, God, I'm starting over again next year. I am really not looking forward to this episode of Silent Night. <laughs> like four was so bad. Five it was is supposed painful. to be much better. Is it? It, it gets be much okay. worse. It gets better again. It's no garbage day. Four was just so bad. Four I was just... so bad. Two was bad. Two. Was... Yeah. Two was, two was probably the two worst. No, two was really no. Bad. Two was just dumb because half of it was just watching the first one again. But that was Garbage Day, right? Garbage Day. That yeah. was two. Yeah. Okay. So never mind. It was amazing. It For was that one scene. It was, like, it was like 30 minutes of new footage and 40 minutes yeah. of new Well, I mean, it's not like it's a good movie. It's still a bad movie, but it's a good, a bad, good bad movie. A good, bad movie. Yeah. The rest of them were just bad, bad movies. Yeah. Mm. Well, 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 not the right. Three and four. The first one I thought was fine. Yeah. The first one was good. Yeah. second one was fine because it had garbage day yeah three and four were terrible absolutely five will be great you guys <laughs> i'm looking forward to it. i'll believe it when i see it okay oh god it's getting closer and there closer w- every day there was something that you were supposed to watch again that you didn't like and you were going to watch it and let us know if you do you remember what we were talking about was it last week no it was two weeks ago and you're like i'm gonna watch it i was oh Never mind. It'll come to me while we're talking. Yeah. If it does, just... I'm just going to yell it out. Throw it out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to do one quick update on the IATSE. The IATSE? IATSE? I, I think I've heard it referred to as IATSE. IATSE. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. I like IATSE. IATSE. <laughs> <laughs> Many members of the IATSE uh, <laughs> say they will vote against uh, ratifying a new contract with the major studios because it does not... 
do enough to address working conditions on set. So for those who who aren't aware, the deal, uh, I guess, was announced last night. Was it really Saturday afternoon? Yeah, because the strike was supposed to happen at midnight on Monday. Right. Mm-hmm. If right. the deal wasn't announced. Okay. Or, or if the deal wasn't finalized, I guess. Well, the deal that was announced on Saturday afternoon averts a strike that would have shut down film and TV production nationwide seeing a Monday or starting Monday morning. Uh, but in interviews and online chatter, many workers have expressed frustration with the terms and said that they expect it will be rejected. Basically, nothing has changed, said Ernesto Laurent Lornley. Ornelli. Mm-hmm. Is that Lomelli? Lomelli. Oh. My mic's in my face. I can't read this stuff. <laughs> uh, a director of photography based in Los Angeles. He says, I have not heard a single person saying that they're going to vote yes on this. A ratification vote will likely be, not be held for several weeks as lawyers will have to translate the deal points to contract language. In the meantime, Bork will proceed as normal on film and TV sets. The tentative agreement provides 54-hour weekends and 10-hour turnaround times between shifts for all workers and all um, productions. So, 54-hour weekends, like, that's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. a two-and-a-half-day weekend. Ten-hour turnaround time had to be written into this contract. Right. Like, that's insane. Because that, that, that means, like, you could be working in, like, a full shift mm. well into the night, and then your shift ends, and then you're back on in, like, three hours. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Got to make those movies. That's crazy. It's the most important thing. <laughs> Money. We live in the era of content. We can't let the streamers have all of it. Right. Uh, They also wanted to make a broader point about conditions on set, which many find to be inhumane and unsustainable. Uh, We wanted bathroom breaks. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to send a message that things needed to actually change, said Royan Byers, Rowan Byers, uh, a dolly grip in the Yahtzee Local 80. The 10-hour turnarounds, that's the same shit that's already in my contract. Why would I be excited about that? That's uh, If that's true, then... He makes a valid point. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, he's totally in the right there. Overall, it's very disheartening, says Theodore Rees, uh, a gaffer in Local 728. I don't think it will be rejected. This is the one time that we, uh, as organized union labor in Hollywood, have the ability to take a stance and make a change. We had a potential to shut down production. In general, I feel like our leadership has let us down again. Um, Sorry, one thing. What's a gaffer? Is that someone who holds a... What's a gaffer? I think that's the person that holds, holds the, yeah, boom, the, the boom mic. The boom okay. mic, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. The Yahtzee on tw- tw- the official Yahtzee Twitter account said that to accept or reject a contract before it was even written is a disservice to our sisters, brothers, and kin waiting uh, and waiting... <laughs> waiting for the details to make an educated decision. We encourage members to attend their local town halls, ask questions, and engage in the democratic process. So it sounds like they just want to get people involved. Yeah. Yeah, but it also sounds like the union bosses being kind of like shrugging their shoulders and throwing their hands up. Like, yeah, because they're just trying to... Well, I, I guess the ultimate message is, is if these people really want to get this change going, they're going to have to keep fighting. Yeah. They're gonna have to pretty much, gr- yeah, in every way, with it. yeah, in every way that they can, because I don't think anybody is really. People who don't work <clears> in the <throat> movie industry are probably like shrugging their shoulders at this, mm-hmm. right? Like, probably. I mean, Either they don't understand or they don't. See yeah, exactly. Them, just because of a lack care. of yeah of knowledge and this about is what time. happens when unions get gutted. Mm. Yeah. Um. So we'll see what happens with it. Um, Good luck. On that note. That'll probably be the last time we talk about it, unless anything like major happens. Yeah, so next... I mean, I, I'm keeping my eye out for this stuff every week. Um, 
I think as we get a little bit closer to the ratification vote, we'll probably talk about it again. Right. Um, but until then, unless something crazy happens, um, this will probably be the last we talk about it for a little bit. And I think the ratification vote's scheduled for sometime in late November. Okay. okay. So I, I guess around the holidays is probably when we'll... Bring it back up. Yeah, bring it back up once we get some, some something prominent about it. Which, that also seems like a real big pressure point mm-hmm. on the union itself. Because if you're telling me that... If, if I'm Hollywood... And you're threatening to go on strike right before the holidays. Mm-hmm. That, like, I've got all the power in the world because you're not getting paid just in time for the holidays. Well, yeah. But the money that you need just before the holidays, like, you mean, like, to buy, like, Christmas presents? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. For your family and stuff? Yeah, that's true. I mean, everybody, like... You guys don't buy your Christmas presents, like, the day before Christmas? <laughs> uh, what? We've, we've already got most of our Christmas shopping done. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Is that you or your wife? That's your wife. No, nah, that's, both, that's both of us. Because, like, it'll be, like, we see something that's... It'll be, like, I'll see a deal on something, and she'll... I'll send it to her and be like, hey, do you think so-and-so would like this? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, so-and-so was talking about how they wanted this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we'll just... Get it. Kitty cat headphones. Kitty kitty cat headphones. I thought you ordered them. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, I thought you did. No, I realized that they're going to look stupid. No, you need to no, do it. No, I don't want to do oh, it. No, it's going to be so Yeah, exactly. No, I do not want a Christmas present. No, no, no. Not no. one, but two pairs. Do not no. buy me a Christmas present because I have to buy you a Christmas present. And the one thing that I enjoy about the holidays is that I literally have like three presents to buy. That's true. Don't add to that. Don't add to my... Sh- it's too late. No, fuck off. It's already been done. Actually, I do have a good idea for a present for you. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which you don't want me to buy you. Oh, no. <laughs> Test me. Well, now I'm going to buy you kitty cat headphones and say they're from Palmer. <laughs> they just um, look so dorky. Are they not as cool as I thought they were? Nah, they're cooler. No, you're just one <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find ones I was looking for. Think, I think about I, it. You'll I think be on I might, stream and you'll be able to show them off. I yeah. think I might make my own. Ooh. Oh, you are crafty. Yeah, I think I'm going to make my own. I don't. I don't. I don't like the ones that they sell. How kawaii of you! <laughs> so, the thing is, they're not going to be kawaii. They're ooh. not going to be ooh-woo. Why not? Because I'm more. I'm going for more like like a goth thing and ooh. not like an ooh-woo thing. Yeah, black cats can be ooh-woo. Okay, well, I want them to not be ooh-woo, and they want them to be woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> there's a difference. As long as there's a woo, I'm here for okay. it. <laughs> Palmer supports all woo. Wu-Tang. Yep. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. <laughs> really just those two things. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure there's them. more. Yeah. Wooder slides. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were from the Midwest. Yeah, right. Uh, you guys talk, ready to talk about uh, this week's horror headlines? Yes. Let's make it happen. Oh my goodness gracious, here we go. We got the Scream trailer, that's first on the list. Uh, only because we talked about it last week and the directors have obviously uh, listened to our podcast. Yeah, specifically me talking shit about how bad the trailer was. Yes, uh, directors Matt Bettinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gillette. Gillette? 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 
Do, are Gillette? we just going with? Are we just going with Gillette? I think it's Gillette. Okay, it's the best this movie can get. <laughs> Told bloody disgusted that the trailer was meant to uh, misdirect fans. The directors know said. that eagle eye fans would be able to pick the trailer apart, so they intentionally produced scenes just for the trailer, and were also very careful as to what was in frame in certain shots mm. during the film's production. They doubled down on the trailer and its release, and the two directors were very obsessive about what they showed and intentionally disclosed. I feel like I need to what? go back and watch the trailer again. I actually kind of like this idea. Yeah. Where you shoot a trailer. Because video games have been doing it for years. Where, you know, the trailers they show for the games are not at all anything that's in the game. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of like this idea for movies where they just shoot like a mini. Mini movie. A mini movie as the trailer. And none of that stuff ends up in the actual movie. Mm. Well, is this, is this where we are with things that we're so anti-spoiler culture that we're going to start getting fake trailers? Yeah. Well, so, no, or like, like very avant-garde trailers, which we mm-hmm. already have. You yeah, know? like Candyman. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's not horror-related, but I know uh, the Eternals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the post-credit scene leaked online mm-hmm. um, before it even came out. Oh, really? Ooh. And so, you know, you very, very likely, if you're plugged into all of those things on Twitter, right. that it was probably spoiled for you. No, um, I think it, it, it's it's just happening everywhere now. Um, Is that the Marvels movie? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, with uh, a super jacked Camille Nanjiani. Ooh. Like, good lord, that guy got beefy. <laughs> yeah. He got beefy AF. Even working out movie. with J.K. Simmons. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> What a match. <laughs> Could you just imagine them, like, spotting each other at the gym? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can actually picture it. Yeah, so can I. That's the weirdest part. <laughs> uh, next up, we got a Psycho Gorman 2, which is pretty awesome. Psycho Gorman director Steve Kostansky uh, provided some exclusive tidbits about the future of a badass character. Uh, I want to follow that up with something that delivers. And so the more people... Um, that love the movie and want more from it, the more I'm like, oh shit, I've got to deliver a thing. <laughs> yeah, you do. i got to do this now. <laughs> and I'm trying, uh, Kostansky explains. Um, I'm working on it. It's surprisingly complicated trying to get this off the ground. Sequel issues, rights and things, just trying to make all the things line up and also just find the time to sit down and write the damn thing. I hope to get something going soon. I can't imagine how many hoops you have to dress, or jump through. Like, it's probably bad enough making your first indie film. Or not, like, first, but, like... Uh, first wide Recognized yeah. one. Well, I don't know if it's rec- really rec- first recognized. But, like, an indie film in the first place, I guess. Yes. Right? And then trying to turn it into a franchise. Yeah. That must be, like... And, like, just doing that by yourself with a super low budget. Not being able to pay executives and studios to, like, take care of it for you. Mm-mm. We can't imagine what what a nightmare that must be, like, trying to negotiate everything. Um, He continues, in the meantime, there's our our comic book Kickstarter from Lethal Comics that we have going right now. Um, It should whet people's appetite. I like that he used wet. 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 So wet, it's got an extra letter. It's W-H-E. Yeah, right. Wet. Wet. That should whet people's appetites for a PG in a satisfying way. It's an anthology comic that's kind of referencing those Star Wars anthology novels from the 90s. This is like those stories that the Galactic Council has with all their near misses with PG. Uh, It takes place during the movie. Sorry, yeah, during the movie, it's like a council sitting there waiting for stuff to happen with Pandora, and they're all passing the time. Each character goes off on a crazy, wild story. 
That could that, that could sounds, be pretty cool. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, it does. I'm definitely into it. Um, so if you're in the mood for more Psycho Gorman, go check out that Kickstarter and uh, keep your eyes peeled for the sequel. We'll definitely talk about it more as we get information. It's gonna be wet. Oh, so <laughs> wet. Uh, <laughs> all Halloween, all the time. Halloween kills open in the midst of pandemic and an even more unsure box office. While um, competing with itself in streaming. Um, they they ultimately gave in and put it on Peacock because if you guys remember, this is the yep. whole reason this movie was delayed from last year because yeah. they were like, they we won't put this that. on streaming. It needs to be seen in theaters. Yeah, uh, even with 39% on Rotten Tomatoes, although apparently a 72% audience score, I have not seen a single good thing about this movie from people's comments. I've, I've seen a couple. <laughs> I've seen a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, most, though... Have been fairly negative. Okay. Um, They've both seen it, <laughs> right? And, we'll, and and it's our movie for next week, so we'll we'll. And I have not. We will definitely be talking about it in depth next week. Yep. Yep. Uh, so it opened to an astounding fifty point three five million in, in only three thousand seven hundred and five locations. This is after Halloween opened the 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 two thousand eighteen reboot, mm. I guess, opened yep. to seventy eight million a couple of years ago, um, and without the streaming availability, so. It did pretty well. Made up uh, two-thirds of what it opened to last time. And that's and, just with theaters. Yeah, plus I know I coughed up the nine bucks for Peacock. And uh, so, yeah, uh, 1.2 million households have streamed the movie. Yeah. So wow. if you figure it's nine bucks per, per person, mm-hmm. that's, you know, another $10 million. So this movie is not far off from, what, 2018's Yeah, movie. what it did back... Yeah, I, so I think that this, this, like, 2018 did enough to mm-hmm. to earn itself... An audience, yes. and so we've got this one that's just immediately setting up the the what I think will be telling is the, what the final movie gets in terms yeah. of everything because this this one you know I just think it it's it's like the appeasing thing but it's like I don't know it's like watching the Empire Strikes Back you know mm. the third part's already on the way so you just kind of want to like mm. see where the see finale goes yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll 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 kind of see what happens with it. Um, meanwhile, for Halloween Ends, David Gordon Green told Bloody Disgusting that Halloween Ends is complete, and actually, I'm getting John Carpenter's notes on the new draft later. So I'm excited about that. There is a resolve, like any trilogy, you want to have an, uh, a beginning, middle, and end. We had this concept ending, and two, uh, two years ago, we wrote the first draft of it. So we had it all mapped out before we went into production on Kills. We knew where it was going, and we wanted Kills to be a sympathy in the middle of our book. Uh, of the Strode saga. He also mentioned that the final movie will have a four-year four time jump in it. Uh, the future from the events of Halloween and Halloween Kills. Um, I don't know how to feel about that. That sounds interesting. I thought there were enough time jumps already happening. Uh, apparently, Jason Blum is one of the only people that, that liked Season of the Witch and would be very interested in working on a direct sequel to that if anybody would want to write it. Um, he's also been talking about Happy Death Day 3, so the guy has a lot of irons in the fire. Lots of people like Season some. of the Witch. Yeah, I feel like that's become like a really, <laughs> they, really big cult I favorite. did like, not do now. Yeah, it was ba- it was like like panned when it came out yeah, by like everybody. people love it now. But yeah, it's a huge it's cult, great. cult movie now. <laughs> that's fair. Um... Yeah, I actually like. I feel like if that movie was just released mm. by itself without the Halloween tag attached to it, it would have done great, yeah. very well. Yeah, Probably, yeah, that's 
a good assessment. Um, David Gordon Green's also a busy guy because he's he's moving on to the Exorcist with the entire trilogy that'll serve as sequels to the original classic in development at Universal. I really don't wow. know how to feel about so that. So we're doing wow. the same. He's doing the same thing here, where we're ignoring anything a, except for the first one. It's okay, right? That's, and that's, picking it from where the first one left off. That's ballsy. The Exorcist. And a trilogy. And a trilogy. Halloween is one thing, but The Exorcist is... I don't think anybody's going to like that. From what I have seen from him, I don't know that he has the The expertise to to pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. see. I don't know. I mean, ultimately, the movie a movie is a product of its script. So maybe if you don't employ the guy with a mullet, Danny McBride. You don't Um, want Danny McBride. Danny McBride is in the Exorcist. As a writer, not okay. just if he's if he's writing it. Okay. Yeah, I Fine. just I just don't think that. We'll talk about it next okay. week. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, from Hamilton and Knives Out Two will also star in the Exorcist trilogy. The first of which is confirmed to be directed by Gordon Green, and Ellen Burstyn is going to uh, be back as Chris McNeil. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the first film in the trilogy will be released theatrically on October 13th, 2023. So that's going to get pushed out real quick. It's still two years away. I mean, that, well, I don't know. It seems two years. Yeah, it's, it's it seems pretty fast. Like, I mean, they're going to be shooting in now four months. Yeah. They're probably in pre-production now, shooting yeah. in four months. Because they'll probably by the end of the year. Because they'll probably pick up release. right when they're done with Halloween Kills or mm-hmm. Halloween Ends, Dies, whatever the fuck the third one's called. Yeah. yeah. Ends, dies. 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 Is it dies? No, ends. 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 <laughs> ends. Halloween ends. <laughs> it's right there in the notes. <laughs> Halloween ends. Because <laughs> uh, what? What's her face from Midsummer? France uh, Pew. Yeah, Florence, Florence Pugh. Pugh. Florence Pugh. It, it'll be just like her, where she finished that and then immediately just jetted off to the other side of the world to go do uh, Little Women. Mm. It'll just finish up one thing and move on to the next one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think two years is I, th- I think two years is still far enough out where he could probably still get this out on that oh, yeah. scheduled date. Okay. Yeah, I we'll see. I don't. I really don't Not know how to feel about that. I really don't know how to feel about that. I feel like. You shouldn't approach something as a trilogy. That's, should, my, that's my problem with him. You should approach something as a good foundation, and then if there is enough there to get a trilogy out of it, you should do that. But not like... See, I disagree. Like, I think you should what have... What do we think we are? The Conjuring? I think you should have an idea, right? Like, right. If, if you want, like, for instance, say, like, you go out and you direct a movie, and it's really well-received... And you and and suddenly you're like, you know what? I actually do have like a way for this to continue forward, and then kind of flush it out. But you should never go in announcing something is going to be a trilogy, like Star Wars, because that's or asking, Godfather. This is just some <laughs> but Star. But when Star Wars came out, like n- I, nobody expected Star Wars to be the phenomenon it was. No, no, and I mean he. But it was set up as a trilogy, though, was it not? I mean, it was. Se- there was a bunch of yeah, stuff. It was written, set up. He was. He was never expecting to make more than the first one. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. But but what he I know for a fact that like he approached it with a new hope. Yes. Right, and obviously he like knew there was going to be at least nine of these. Uh, when he when he set out to do this, I mean, it was it's episode four. You're starting with You're starting episode with four, four, so right. there's at least going to be three before. That. Yeah. 
I think uh, it should be good as a standalone movie if there isn't a trilogy, but I feel like having the ideas, I guess is what you're saying, for three is not yeah, is not yeah. is not bad. Like but. have an idea with it. Like don't be that guy that like comes and like gets something successful and then the studio comes at you, hey, what's your idea for the sequel? And be like, I have no fucking I have no, clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well nobody um, likes that. See my problem with I'm appro- not advocating for that. My right. problem with approaching it as like an already established trilogy idea as uh-huh. opposed to like here's the first one and then here's yeah. ideas for more is it opens up the immediate possibility for you to take your foot off the gas in the first one and then also have the second one end up as like a bridge movie that nobody gives a shit about. What right. if you just come with all three ideas already flushed out? Yeah, but can then you, that's fine. But can like you, see, see how your first film does. See how good like, you are right? Because that's the thing, like... I'm, I just are you taking it. one movie and stretching it into three just for the sake of having a trilogy? No. Well, maybe. If, if, if I'm doing it, then no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like... People do I hear, books all the time. I hear something like this, and given his catalog of yes. work in horror right now, the first thing that pops into my head is what gives you the right. Who said yeah. that you... Okay. And that's fair. I'm not saying that he is the best person to, you know, to like, do that. If, not if, everything needs to be Marvel. Not everything needs to be Atomic Monster well, I Productions. Want, I don't think people want everything to be like Marvel. Like, not everything needs to be part of the Conjuring universe where you've got, like, three <laughs> movies of each spin-off monster. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just gotta make one really good movie. Yeah. And if, it's, if there's room for it, do a sequel. Like Paranormal Activity. I mean, like... like Was that the movie that you were gonna go back and watch? No. No, it wasn't it. Was it VHS? Maybe no. it was VHS. I did watch that, and I was not... No, it wasn't VHS. I did not like it. <laughs> Just it like that. all the other VHSs. <laughs> it I walked that. away not being impressed. <laughs> um... All right, well, that wraps it up. I don't know. I just... We'll see. I'm very... Yeah, I'm lukewarm on this There's news. not a ton of news this week, because... Everything is about Halloween. It's about Halloween. Yeah. All right. Well, that's yeah. my fault. I feel like if I had seen the movie, I could talk about it. No, more, no, 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 no. That's no, what I mean, next week is for. Yeah. That's what we're gonna go. We're going. To, I wanted to see it in the theater. In the theater. No, we're going to see it in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going down. next week. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that I could at least start writing stuff because I don't want to be that like person trying to remember shit that I saw in a theater. The theater. Oh, yeah. The theater. The theater. <laughs> Oh, if we when I to, was in the theater, they frowned to, upon me and my flashlight pen. If we go to the West Tower and it's empty, I swear to God, I am going to bring like a flashlight pen and a pad and just jot <laughs> no, my, just take out your cell phone. Just jot your notes down on your phone. If, if we no, go, because then they'll think I'm like recording it uh, or something. Yeah. If we go to West Tower and there's nobody there, I'm not sitting with you guys as uh. you have your flashlight <laughs> and notepad taking. <laughs> you guys can sit up by yourselves. No, uh, I just want to ruin your film experience. What's the problem? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I just want to see I'll if write, I can lick the backs of gummy bears and stick them to the screen again. I'll write a very the strongly worded letter, a trilogy letter. A trilogy. Three, three letters. <laughs> just so you know, this is the first part. <laughs> Two more parts are to come, and my eyes will immediately glaze over. Like, okay. And the back of my head is just like the nerve of this woman. <laughs> what gives you the right? What gave you the right? <laughs> Sam, you got a list of uh, stuff coming out? Because it's October, and we have no shortage of stuff coming out. Yeah, this week definitely makes up for last week's one movie. Okay, well, let's talk about this week's Now Slaying. Alright, so uh, here's all the major stuff that's coming out between October 24th and Halloween. 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 This, this is Halloween. Halloween. Um, 
yeah, my wife is wandering around the house singing that song uh, like every other day. We want, yeah, we showed it to AJ for the first time the other day, and I, I was surprised he didn't get scared. Oh, yeah, Silas loves that movie. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So The boogeyman yeah. thing used to scare the crap out of me as a kid. I think when they get a little bit older, they might be scared of it, but right now he's just yeah, like, he's just like oh, 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 it's just Songs and cartoons, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do they sing that I'm into it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so first up, uh, Hypnotic hits Netflix on October 27th. A young woman seeking self-improvement enlists the help of a renowned hypnotherapist, but after a handful of intense sessions, she discovers unexpected and deadly consequences. Whoa. Those are the worst kind of consequences. Yeah, this one stars Kate Siegel, uh, who is doing this movie without uh, Mike Flanagan's involvement. Uh, But Uh it is directed, however, by the duo behind Open House. Oh, no. Honey, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how she went from doing Midnight Mass to doing this, but uh, oh, yeah, really, yeah, they were allowed to make another movie. Yeah, I mean the trailer. The trailer looks interesting. The trailer for Open House looks okay, and that's that's my. It concern, was yeah. the worst movie in the world. But again, have Ned- you seen Fear.com? <laughs> yes, I think that this is worse than Fear.com, hands down. Uh, big words. So is this going to be better? Is, is this going to be better or worse than Open House? Better. Okay. Because it has Kate Siegel in it. So you think she she alone. will save it? Okay. Okay. I just watched Hush a couple days ago. Yeah. So good. So she's, good. She's so good. She carries that movie. Yeah. There's not a lot going I on. I need to rewatch it. It always pops up on my like recommended list, even though I've watched it like seven times. And I think it's just because I've watched it seven times. I'm like, you probably do for a rewatch. I had forgotten how dorky the killer looks. Oh my god! He yeah. just looks like he's like works at Best Buy. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with working at Best Buy, but you know what I mean. Like he does not look scary at all. No, he works at AutoZone. As soon as he takes his mask off, I was like, ew, <laughs> really. <laughs> I would be offended. This is a geek squad. <laughs> right? Can I, I fix your alarm system, I would please? be offended if that man tried to kill me. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> Next up, Horror Noir shows up on Shutter on October 28th. This is an anthology film that is a reported mm. follow-up to the 2019 documentary Horror Noir, A History of Black Horror. Six stories in one film experience the next chapter of Black Horror. And Tony Ooh, Todd awesome. is in, I think, two of the stories here. Ooh. More Tony Todd. More Tony Todd. For everything. Yeah. Uh, as we talked about before, Paramount Plus releases Paranormal Activity Next of Ken on the 29th. A documentary filmmaker follows Margot as she heads to a secluded Amish community in the hopes of meeting and learning about her long-lost mother and extended family. Following a string of strange occurrences and discoveries, she soon realizes this community it, that welcomed them into their home might be hiding something sinister. I am so excited for this. I don't, I, I don't care <laughs> I about really the Paranormal am. Activity franchise, but this movie's got me really intrigued. It's they're so. I mean, I think they're really it's, good. It's and the this church, in the, sounds, wo- church yep. in the woods and creepy kids and Amish mm-hmm. people. Yeah, mm. getting getting crazy. Midsummer Sorry vibes. if you're listening, Amish. They don't really. They don't, don't really have internet. Mennonites do. <laughs> Not Amish. They're good builders too. You're right. Also, there I I have heard though that Amish people treat their horses very poorly. Not all of them, obviously, but as a general rule. Really? Mm-hmm. Like more as like a. I find that surprising because it's because like they the use primary, them for everything. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's true. If anyone has any experiences, let me know. This yeah, is just um, what I've heard. I don't. I cannot confirm nor teach deny. Teach us. Are you a horse? Are you owned by Amish people? Have you Please died? <laughs> Have you died as a result you, of the Amish? Have your loved ones been affected by the Amish? <laughs> <laughs> Call me now. <laughs> you may be entitled to settlement. Yeah. <laughs> 
Also on the 29th, Netflix is releasing Army of Thieves, and this prequel to Army of the Dead. Small-town bank teller Dieter gets drawn into the adventure of a lifetime when a mysterious woman recruits him to join a new crew of Interpol's most wanted criminals attempting to heist a sequence of legendary impossible-to-crack safes across Europe. This is more horror-adjacent. It's more of a comedy that's got the zombie outbreak as the backdrop. Okay. Um, But it is the same guy that played Dieter in Army of the Dead, and he's also directing this one. Okay. Dieter's the name. He was. Did you see Army of the Dead? Mm-mm. Um, he was a fan favorite because he's German and quirky and weird and very goofy oh, and funny. Yeah. The, um, the name Dieter makes more sense. Yeah. Then. Mm. Um, and then the next two we've got in theaters also on the 29th. So starting with the long-awaited release of Antlers, which at this point I'm not oh, even sure. Oh my god! god. Yeah, I'm, I I am probably going to go try to see this in theaters. One Double time. feature. Yeah, I'd be down. Actually, I would be really down. Yes. I, Antlers. I was so fucking hyped I think, for that. I think, movie. Like, like 2012. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we were all like super excited for this movie. Yeah. I think it was supposed to release last April. Is that it? I feel like it was supposed to release like like April of 2020. Not so April of 2019? I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. It just feels like it's been years. I think it might have actually had a late 2019 release date that got pushed to April and then the pandemic then, happened. Okay. Um, that sounds right. But this movie's finally coming out. I'm so excited. Uh, a small town Oregon teacher and her brother, the local sheriff, Jesse Plenins, become entwined with a young student harboring a dangerous secret with frightening consequences. Which would be awful. Yeah, that's what I'm really worried about because I've been so excited. I've been so excited about this movie for at least a year and a half mm-hmm. that like, if this movie sucks, which I don't think it will, because Jesse Plemons has never done anything bad. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Jesse Plemons also has never had like a major major role. He was in that one that we watched on Netflix where the, he brings the girl to his mother's house. Yeah, but that that was probably the. And it was mostly the woman. Who uh, was, yeah, yeah. Who but was it, again? Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but Jesse Plemons is. Uh, a treasure. And, he is a treasure. And, and, and should be revered as such. Discount Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get, yeah. He does look like Matt Damon. Yeah. He's I got a weird know. body thing going on, though. Like, he keeps... He, he, he's he got, like, a Christian Bale body thing going on for his movies where, like, he's putting on weight or losing weight losing depending weight. on what the role is. The first time I watched him, or the first thing I remember seeing him in was Breaking Bad. Yeah. And then since so then, I feel Nazi like he's been, like... Meth, Nazi method. Yep. Was that the first thing I've seen him in? That's the first thing I remember seeing him in. I might have seen him in other things, but I, I can't recall. Yeah. Uh, and finally, one that I'm super hyped about uh, and described as a psychological horror, Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho also hits theaters on the 29th. This revolves around a young girl, passionate in fashion design, who is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s, where she encounters her idol, a dazzling wannabe singer. But 1960s London is not what it appears, and the time seems to fall apart with shady consequences. I think this one's got Anya Taylor-Joy. It does. She can fucking sing, dude. Yeah, Holy dude. shit. This She's movie, got some pipes. Homer loves her. The trailer, I do, like, good lord. The trailer for this movie so looks good. incredible. Yeah, it really um, does. And cinema, uh, like, um, the, the cinematography on it looks beautiful. Yeah, uh, and, you know, as everybody knows that's been listening to us for a long time, I am the largest Edgar Wright fan out of the three of us. You are. I have a weird obsession with his stuff. Yeah. That's fair. Um, so If you're going to have an obsession with anyone, I mean, if like... Super that's hyped for this. Good person to have one. I know Kevin Spacey's a scumbag, but I still watch Baby Driver because Edgar Wright's fucking dynamite writer. Kevin Spacey's supposed to be in a new movie coming up soon. Is he? Yeah. Hmm. Everyone was like, oh, okay. Well, he did that, uh, was it 
Billionaires Boys Club or something. <laughs> That's a terrible name that, for like, someone who's came out right. <laughs> it was like right around the time all the news broke. Oh no! And so it was like one of the worst reviewed movies of the year, and mm-hmm. I think it was mostly like people didn't even watch it. They were just like Kevin Spacey's in this in the billi- Billionaire Boys Club. Little Boys Club. <laughs> 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 so it's just hiss. like how much of a worse timing could he possibly have with that? Um, he Maybe was in he Varsity were... Blues. Yes. Was Jesse yes, Plemons was, was in was, Varsity he Blues. Was, uh, he what's was. What's-his-face's little brother who started yeah. his own cult. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. God, that was my first introduction to Jesse Plemons. Man. I who don't want that, your laugh. Who knew that that little cult-leading boy would grow up to be <laughs> Sheriff Jesse Plemons? Me. Man, he's great. <laughs> but that's all we got. That, all right. Well, that's well, all the major stuff. There's, that's there's, a good list. There's a ton of like DVD releases and VOD releases that you're going to have to track down. Um, but these are all the major ones because that's all I'm talking about these days. So uh, there are no porn parodies. No, horror still, porn parodies. Still no horror porn parodies. But wait Horny until, porn parodies. Wait until uh, after the holidays. Yeah. Um, they tend to come out after each major holiday. Um, oh. So maybe one right before Thanksgiving that would be Halloween themed. Uh, and then maybe one right after Thanksgiving where someone's getting stuffed. Tracking the analytics for that is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. And then dozens uh, around Christmas. Um, but it's a weird landscape now because OnlyFans exists and you know all this. Yeah. All these sites and availability that didn't exist years ago, uh, they're all a thing now. So. It's a shame. Hmm. Streaming is killing the porn parodies. At you least as, would, at least as like would. official releases. Yeah. You're still seeing porn parodies on these like streaming services, like individual things, but no, I, I want to see the legit ones. Yeah, so do I. The ones Vivid. with the high production we need, we need, value. We need, yeah. we need I some see, stuff from Vivid. I want to see every ingrown hair on that stubble. Oh, okay, I don't know That's about that. That's what I want. I want to see. I want character development. All the standard, details. I want standard <laughs> definition, please. Yeah, I, I will. Can you keep your 4K away from me. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't want that. Nah. Nah. I would like some. You just plot. need. To, you need to embrace it. I keep a CRT screen TV in my uh, attic. That I bring out once a year for this very reason. <laughs> Just red, white, and yellow, pepper, red, white, and yellow pepper. plugs. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Throws, throws a copy of Pirates into his DVD player and calls it a day. I used to have that movie. <laughs> the R-rated version or the uh, actual the actual, actual, one, one. The actual one? Oh my god. She inserts a lit candle into someone's ass. Mm. What? Yeah. From the unlit end. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but you've got a lit candle just hanging out of this person's ass. And it's a Pirates. Porn parody? Uh, Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean yeah, porn parody. When Pirates of the Caribbean, the very first one came out, uh-huh. there was like a big production of Pirates that came out. It was the was it first million dollar yeah, porn ridiculous. movie ever filmed. And it was called Pirates? It was just called mm-hmm. Pirates. Nothing With catchy. an exclamation point. Pirates? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that one like ogre-faced, long-haired blonde guy is yeah. in it that's in like every that like, Danny early loves, 2000s. That, that yeah. Danny loves to make fun of. Yeah, he's <laughs> fake. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Palmer. <laughs> yeah, the one night, the one night we're not streaming, uh, and we will be, we will be back to our normal-ish streaming schedule. Yeah, um, yeah we just this this week was kind of yeah a weird one. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, that wraps up for the now slang. You guys, ready to talk about the main event? Oh, I'm so ready. Oh yeah, I've been born ready. Oh yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's main event. All right, so this week we're finally talking about Halloween H20, H2O. Is it H20 or H2O? Technically, it's H20 because it's okay. 20 years. That's not how I, I don't say know it. anybody that says H20. <laughs> yeah, it's always H20. I definitely say H2O. Yeah. 
Uh, this one was directed by Steve Miner, who had previously directed Halloween 2 and 3, uh, or better known, Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch. Dun, dun, dun. Not the last time I'm going to mention that movie here. Uh, the cast includes, obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, also known as Carrie Tate in this movie. Uh, Adam Arkin as Will Brennan, Michelle Williams as Molly Cartwell, Jodie Lynn O'Keefe as Sarah... Adam Hanbird as Charlie, Janet Lee as Norma, Josh Hartnett as John Tate, but I'm just going to call him Josh because John and Josh are pretty close. LL Cool J as Ronnie Jones, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt as Jimmy Howell, Chris Duran as Michael Myers, Nancy Stevens as Marion Chambers, uh, and then a few other folks that aren't as important. Tom Kane is doing the voice of Sam Loomis, though. It was very interesting in the credits, like the opening credits. Joseph Gordon Levitt had like, what, two minutes in the film? Three? Yeah. And they were like, he was there. Yeah. In the opening credits. Yeah. Was he popular at this time? Yeah, because uh, third rock, rock from the, the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, a little backstory. It's 1998. Palmer's blacked out, believing that he's in a time period that doesn't actually exist. Doesn't. Here, we're retconning the previous three movies and removing the supernatural elements and the unkillable power of Michael Myers from Halloween four through six. Ah, the first reboot. (laughs) It's a (laughs) reimagining. And just like the rest of the world, ignoring Season of the Witch entirely. Now, as you guys have already pointed out earlier in this episode, uh, at the time. Yes. Okay. Uh, We're taken back to the timeline of Halloween 1 and 2 and given the best, most logical ending to Michael's story, at least until they fuck it all up and resurrect the guy. Given a $17 million budget, this is the most successful Halloween by total revenue since the original... And the most successful on budget returns since the second one until 2018's Halloween came out. Interesting. So quick time. What about uh, oh, on budget returns? Yeah. Really, even with the success that Rob Zombie had, he only got back returns of like three or four fold. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so quick timeline of the Halloween franchise for those that don't know. There was the first Halloween, then its sequel. And this sequel was the starting point for Halloween's 4, 5, and 6, which came out between 1988 and 1996. And 90, or 1982's Halloween 3 season of The Witch, living off in its own little void left to be ignored by everybody. H2O and its sequel, Resurrection, ignore 4, and, four through 6, using Halloween 2 as its starting point. Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween 2 are remakes that start from scratch, and the latest trilogy retcon everything all the way back to the first one, yeah. using only the original as a starting point and getting rid of the brother dy- brother-sister dynamic completely. That was a very good quick synopsis. Yeah. So, on to the movie. This is what we're here for. We're starting off in Langdon, Illinois, and it's clearly Halloween because we're stabbing pumpkins. Literally. You guys doing any pumpkin carving? Yeah, sure. we got a whole yeah. bunch. Mm-hmm. If you guys, if you guys want to bring the kiddos over, we're we're going to get pumpkins this weekend. I'm also going to get pumpkins this weekend. Want to have a big pumpkin carving? Yeah, party. Let's have a pumpkin carving party. Let's do yeah. it, man. So anyhow, it's October 29th in nineteen ninety eight, and some damn kids have fucked up the house. Maybe Loomis's former <laughs> colleague, Marion Chambers who took care of Dr. Loomis until he died, arrives and discovers that the file on Laurie Strode is presumed dead in an automobile accident, is missing. It's a big red file. Mm-hmm. Big Very red file. important. Yeah. yeah. Michael murders yeah. her, her teenage neighbor Jimmy, and his friend Tony, before leaving the house in Jimmy's car with Laurie's file. And personally, it's always bothered me that he drives away in this movie. Why? Why, do you not think he can drive? For Just some... because he's mute? You yeah. think he can't drive a vehicle? Well, because they make such a big point. You, they you... make such a big point. It's the... the, the the mind of a six-year-old, right? In the body of a man, with I mean, the if you gave that, strength of an animal or some shit. If you put a six-year-old in a car, who likes crash to do into a bunch of stuff. This hood, dude is really good at with his hood rat friends. <laughs> he can drive that car. I don't know. For some reason, it's always kind of bugged me. I just it expect is, I guess, him to just kind of like saunter off. 
he it's just only a walks. Classic case yeah. of modern discrimination. It's what it is. It is weird. I, I do remember the first time I watched this being like, I can drive. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, because when he when can. when would he have ever figured out how to drive a car? I mean, it's not He's that been locked hard. Up. It's not that hard. You put the keys in and push the pedal. It's not to that, the metal. It's not that hard to drive. That's true. Drive well. He drives better than he should. Yes. But it's not hard to quote unquote drive. Figure half his fuel count would be him accidentally running over people in the fucking street. He yeah. drives like he walks. He's slow Slow with yeah. purpose. Yeah. He has a I'll get there at some point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the guy in the right lane that you're like, this is slow for even the right lane. <laughs> He's like, I am going. Leave okay, me that alone. Was, it was like that everywhere tonight on the way over here. Oh, was it? Everybody was doing like thirty miles per hour. And it's like 45. Mm. It's 35. Well, no, I was on Broad Street. Oh. Because mm. mm. I had to go pick up our Halloween donuts before oh, that's right. beforehand. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, they're yummy. Okay, so he, he drives. So he drives off. Jumping to a different point altogether in Summer Glen, California, we're walking through a school and learning that our dearest Jamie Lee is no longer Lori, but Carrie Tate, headmistress. And she also has a Josh Hartnett as a son. Who was very rude to her. Very rude. He was like... Oh, yeah, Dad was a like a crackhead. Oh, I'm going to tell you. Oh, I'm going to tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. She wakes up from a nightmare of Michael trying to kill her by screaming so loud that Josh runs in, which begs the following questions. A, do you think this happens every year on Halloween? B, how has she explained this to Josh? And we're going to come back to that question shortly. Uh, and C, what kind of therapy do you think she even allows Josh to have? I think it happens more often than just Halloween. Okay. I think it happens on the regular. Okay. Yeah. Probably exasperated around the, hol- like, the holiday. So he's 17 years old, by mm-hmm. the way. Um, how old do you think he was when she first told him about all this stuff? <laughs> There's no fucking way he's 17 years old. I know, right? He's like 30 years old. Um, no, like, he, was, he was pretty young in 98. Well, he looks 30. He, was like he always has like an older face, though. Um, he did until everyone else around him actually got old, and then he just looked younger looked than everybody. Yeah. He, they probably started telling him, like, I don't know, 9, 10. She's probably okay. always been weird, though, yeah. and didn't let him do things. You know, like you're looking at how old Josh Hartnett is. I am, yeah. He's like what, 40? 1978. He's younger than my sister, so yeah, he's 42. Damn. So 78, so he'd be 20 when this movie well, came he, out. He looked 30. Yeah, he, he, he <laughs> looks a lot older. He looks enough, like old enough to be like, I not her son. Were <laughs> <laughs> you gonna say her boyfriend? Like and younger, like weird. younger boyfriend, younger maybe. Boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and then he didn't want to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> so he knows enough to know that she's overprotective and paranoid, and that his abusive, chain-smoking, methadone addict father left her. Yeah. And that's some cold shit like, to say to your mom. And the way he said it too was like he was this, this, and this, and think he, and left, he left you. you. He left you. She dude. handled that so well. She was like, "You're being fucking rude." I would been like. Dude, my mom would have beaten me to death yeah. if I said anything yeah, like no, that. Yeah, no. What else? Did he, he said something else on top of that. It was just like, well, you know, like I didn't ask to be with him. And she, he was like, well, who do you think, what do you think attracts it or right, something like yeah. that? Only you, would attract, Only like you would attract someone like this. Only you would attract Yeah, dude, what oh, the my feelings. Fuck? My feelings were hurt for her. Devastating. <laughs> Ow. Devastating. More devastating than any death in this movie. Yeah. In, <laughs> that's, that's stabbing. That's a that's a massacre in word form. Yeah. <laughs> Over in Northern California on Highway 139, we get the typical Halloween bathroom scene. Dingy, gross, and the lights don't work, and Michael's always hanging around. This is so typical, it even showed up in 2018. And in this one, he swipes a woman's purse to steal her car, who's there with her daughter, but no mayhem happens. Hmm. I really do remember liking this scene when the movie came out, 
I thought it was really spooky. I was just like, where are the teeth? Why isn't he dropping teeth anywhere? Yeah. 2018 ruined the ruined bathroom <laughs> scenes for me. Do you think that the movie would have been scarier if he killed them? They also don't really kill kids in they 1998. Don't. So, but not only 1998. It's a Michael Myers thing. He doesn't kill kids, period. Yeah. So I was probably happy that nothing happened in uh, when I first saw this movie, but in retrospect, I'm but a now. little disappointed, um, even if I do have a kid of my own. Uh, in 2018's Halloween, there was a scene with the baby, uh, and he didn't do anything there. He did pause. Um, he thought about it. He thought about it, but perhaps it's more indicative of a character trait than anything else. I remember when we saw that scene, though, like collectively, the entire <laughs> audience held their That was one of the most tense moments of the film. Yeah. Yep. Like you, that you was can, a really well done part. You can feel the credit. Like air gets sucked out of the room there. Yeah, a hundred percent. The whole audience was just. He could have killed the mom though. He could have one. killed the mom, and I, in retrospect, I'm surprised he didn't. Yeah, he um, just wanted her keys. Yeah, but <laughs> how do you know what it, where where keys are? How do you know where keys are? <laughs> uh, well, at this point, he's already driven once. He's got. A, he's swapping cars. So he took the the nurse's car. He took the nurse's car, and then now he's had the. Uh, the mom's car. Yeah. Why are they all old ass? Like 1960s? Yeah, these cars are from like the 60s and 70s. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't um, anyone drive like a Kia? <laughs> a Saturn. In Saturn. 1998, <laughs> what do you think this is? A Ford that I don't know. Uh, a Toyota. <laughs> this is Illinois, all right? <laughs> so no kids under 12 get to ride this ride. Yeah. Even the younger ones. You mean the edge of his knife? Yeah. yeah. Even the younger teens he kills throughout the franchise are still teenagers. Yeah. Uh, which really just goes to show how much puberty sucks. Yeah. Once you start, suck. And they were drinking beers. Yeah, they were drinking. Once you start they? drinking beers. Not only were they drinking beers, they were drinking stolen beers. Beers that they had taken from an innocent young woman. Oh, man. Right. And by young woman, I mean old lady. An old woman. An old lady. <laughs> <laughs> so we finally get to meet the real star of the show, LL Cool J, security guard Ronnie, who's had his like a shark's fin, getting his deepest bluest <laughs> dreams absolutely like dumpstered by his girlfriend. Because round melon breasts are apparently no way to kickstart a writing career. But what kind of melons? That's she makes a very valid point. Are we talking watermelons? Are we talking cantaloupes? Cantaloupes? Honeydew? Uh, I don't know other melons. I'd be fine with any of them. <laughs> watermelon might be a bit bad on the back. Well, honestly, she's in for a rude awakening when she turns 45 and reads Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, yeah. Mm, yeah. He yeah. accidentally opens the gate to let Josh and his buddy fuck off for a bit to prep for their hot dates that night once everybody else leaves for their Yosemite camping trip that Lori is not letting Josh go on. Would you let your kid go? I feel like he would have been safer, knowing what we know now. He would have been safer in Yosemite... Yeah, Probably. I mean, well, even even not knowing what we know now, if her assumption is that, like, every Halloween might be the Halloween that Michael comes back... For her. For her, I'm sending him away every Halloween. Right? Like, get the fuck out of town. When it's been 17... Come back for Thanksgiving, I'll see you if I'm still alive. Yeah. She changes her mind eventually. Yeah. So Lori's out to lunch with her beau, Will, and chugs white wine like only white women can in a way that I aspire to be. Josh and Charlie get busted by a wine drunk Lori who's going to drive them back to campus because parenting. I really, that, when she pounded that glass of wine and then was like, just one tell more. the waiters. And she's like, did I fucking stutter like faster? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that really spoke to me as a, <laughs> as a character. Uh, Josh tells her that Michael's dead, so she obviously told him everything, but he's 17, so here's the follow up question How old is old enough to tell your kid about something like this? If you genuinely think it's something that they're going to have to deal with, yeah. like, or, as soon as they're able to comprehend it, probably. Because it's a fair question with the, the current Halloween franchise, 
with uh, Andy Matichek as the granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Right. Because uh, she's probably, what, 18, 19? Yeah, yeah. something like that. How old, and, and obviously, you know, there's a generation in between the two, and, you know, Lori's daughter grew up dealing with this. Um, so there's always been a kid, at least as far as this one and the new ones are concerned, or a grandkid, but they're all, you know, close to, if not 18 or older. How old do you think they would be before you would tell them? I mean, it's not even really to, like, make it an excuse as to why you're a, sh- I don't a, know, weirdo. Say a shitty parent or a weirdo. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, there needs to be some context as to why you are the type of parent that you are, right? Regardless, why you build a death yeah, house. Yeah, re- regardless of, of why you are this type of parent, there's a reason why you are. And I feel like if you can discuss that with your kids in, to some extent, then maybe they're a little bit more understanding. It doesn't make it better. It, you know, it doesn't make it right, but... Yeah. I don't know, as long as they can understand complex so ideas. Like 14, 15? I was going to say, yeah, like a teenager. When they start being like, wanting their own freedom and being like, I want to do what I want to fucking do. And you're like, okay, well, here's why I feel this way. If you're old enough for the, the horrors of the internet, you're old enough to know about Uncle Mike. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. But then also a 15, 14 or 15-year-olds think that they're invincible, yeah. right? So they think it's not going to happen to them. That's true. So that's why they never are like, you're being crazy, you're being stupid. Yeah. You're like, no, you haven't seen someone that you love get stabbed in the face with. And if you wanted to learn about it, you could read all these news articles. What's a news article? (laughs) On the what? (laughs) God damn it, kids. (laughs) Yeah, I I would say around around a teenager. Okay. Uh, So he knows Uncle Mike burned to death, and he's over it. The stolen truck shows up, though, and follows him back to campus in broad daylight because nobody would ever notice a truck like this in 1998. Especially Palmer, since this year didn't actually happen. Nope. I would notice it. Didn't. I'd be like, that's kind of weird. There was no year 1998. Nothing in 1998 happened. Nothing. Zero. Is this where it starts? 1997 is where it starts. 96 is 96 where it starts. 96 is where it starts. 96 2003 to 2003. is when it yeah. ends? Yeah. Okay. About, about that point. That's a long time. That's a long time. So we get a scene of Lori teaching her lit class, and we're openly told that this movie and previous installments are just an allegory for Frankenstein, with Lori as Victor Frankenstein and Michael as the monster. I think this is my favorite movie trope I've decided is that when they discuss poignant themes of the movie in regards to books that they're reading. Yeah. <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> because sometimes it doesn't, you're like, I don't actually think, in this instance it makes sense. Yeah. But sometimes you're like, that does not, right. that's not a good, <laughs> that's not a good comparison at all. But they might as well openly shout this from the rooftop of the school because subtlety in the late 90s wasn't really a thing. It wasn't. No. It's part of the reason Have you I heard that script? <laughs> So Frank and Mike shows up to the school at night after all the kids leave for Yosemite and gets in because LL writer Ronnie inadvertently lets him in. He is smart enough, however, to lock the door to his little fucking security shack, Mm -hmm. even if he's dumb enough to leave the other door wide open. Why there's two doors in this little shack? Well, because it's... So Hmm. Ben and I were talking about this. So it's... The shack is in between the gate, right? And so if you want to be able to go to, like, the... If it's locked. Oh, because there's the gate and the, yeah. the raising arm thing. So if you want to like be able to just... Well, cause there's no raising arm. It's just a gate that closes. It's mm-hmm. like a yep. an old school gate. So if you want to be able to go to one side and the gate's closed, then there's one door. If you want to go to the opposite side of the gate... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Then there's another uh, door. Because okay. it's not an arm thing. It's a, it's a gate. Right, right. right. That's why. <laughs> ben and I talked with him for like 20 minutes. <laughs> it's a fair thing to talk about because it's very confusing. Uh, Lori... well, it seems like a small thing to have two doors. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But if it was an arm, then you wouldn't need it. But because it's like an actual like wrought iron gate. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Well, Lori gives Josh a permission slip finally to go to Yosemite, which is weird because she's the headmistress. He's her son. And so why the fuck does he need a permission slip? I didn't even think about that. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's, it's completely irrelevant, but it's just something it's, that's that stuck out with me. It's like um, ceremonial. Okay. You know what I mean? So she expects that he's off camping and Will goes to check on the remaining students who are watching Scream, which came out two years prior to this movie. No, they're watching a spoof on it. It's not actually no, Scream. No, they're watching Scream 2. No. Are yes. they? Mm-hmm. Oh. I thought they're it was watching. Sp- they're watching Stab, which is the movie in Scream 2. Yeah. Okay. Um, Stabbed. You're right. Yeah. You're Which right. was also, of course, written by Kevin Williamson, who was uncredited in this, despite providing rewrite, rewrites for character dialogue and helped make alterations and sketches of the script, uh, as well as providing the original story that would have kept the continuity of movies four through six. Again, oh, interesting. according to Palmer, none of these movies actually happened. Mm-mm. Sad for him. Yeah. Four through six were not good movies. No, they were not. I, they, I think it's pretty good for me. I didn't like them. Uh, the kids are having a giant feast in a room lit with every candle they could find at Hillcrest School in a long, small room, so I'm automatically expecting them to all die in a fire now. Not meatloaf. Hmm. No. And there was one other thing. Also, where did they get all those fucking candles from? I don't know. There's like hundreds. Yeah, I don't know where they found all of them. And they're like little votives, like little glass votives and everything, so they're fancy. It was way fancy. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, Lori, after spitting candy corn into Will's mouth, tells him who she really mm. is, a woman who faked her death and now spits candy corn into people's mouths. Mm. And he knew exactly <clears throat> who she was talking about, right? As soon as, yeah. I think he thought she yeah. was kidding. And yeah. as soon as he's like, oh, like my brother. Yeah, he doesn't really seem to believe her at first, but he comes around maybe after realizing that you shouldn't antagonize people who actually enjoy candy corn because they're the real psychos. <laughs> like Palmer, who, and I really can't stress this enough, probably developed his love for this awful candy back in the years he swears didn't occur. Yeah, when did nah. you start liking candy corn? Dude, as far back as I can remember. Oh, forever. Forever. So yeah. 1995. Um, <laughs> no, because there were years before then that I cherish. It's everything so in between. So you've always liked candy corn. Yeah, as, as long as I can remember. I think you're legitimately the only person I know who likes that. Are maybe you serious? My, maybe, what maybe, about, do you not like those little pumpkins either? No. Oh my God, what is wrong with you I people? like the pumpkins more than the candy corn. I don't like any of them. Hmm. It just sort of like sugar, right? Caramely sugar, kind of. Yeah. How do you guys live the life you live? With teeth. I, yeah, <laughs> I like Reese's and I movies love Reese's. from 1998 <laughs> to 2003. Speaking of movies from 1998, not to totally derail everything we're talking about right here, have either of you watched the uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer show yet? No, no not yet. Have you? Mm. Uh, no. Okay. So none of us have Correct. <laughs> a form of I saw. I was going to. So I'll add it to my list for this week. I was going to... I've been um, watching all sorts of shit this month. That's crazy. Last night, and then I realized I still hadn't watched H2O. <laughs> I had to watch H2O. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are we are recording this a couple days earlier than usual, so yeah. it's a much tighter timeline. So I'll, I'll give you the pass on that. Mm. Luckily, so, though, I feel like... How many times have you seen this movie? At least ten. I was going to say, I've seen this movie at least ten times. Yep. I think and, I think this was my second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So we're about an hour into the movie now, and finally the violence can really begin since nobody's died m- since minute 10. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, who went hunting for a corkscrew, runs into Michael after writing the dumb waiter downstairs, and Michael, ever the believer in decorum, slashes his throat and stuffs him right back where he found him. Mm-hmm. That's a good We kill. get that awesome uh, tense garbage depo- disposal oh, scene, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. That scene has always stuck with me my entire life. Yes, me too. And I've dropped multiple things down the drain that I just stick my hand in and grab. Yep. 
Do you think about it every time, though? I think about it every time, and then I think about how stupid it is to worry about it, because I have to flip the switch to turn it on. And he does. But sometimes the switch isn't somewhere where you can see it. I was at someone's... My, my dad has a switch under the sink, but he actually has to open the cabinet I went to someone's house like a little while ago, and the, the switch for the garbage disposal was like... On the other side of the kitchen. Really? Which was what? just a bad, just a bad planning wiring, error. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? But still. But so, also, I don't think that if you put your hand in a garbage disposal, like, yeah, it would hurt. No, but it'll nah, tear your hand straight up. T- yeah, it'll, really? it'll, yeah, it'll rip you. That thing spins really fast. But you also have to think that, like, those There's blades... not some sort of safeguard on there no, for... not really. For thang- like, no, it's, it's, think it's about food. how expensive that would make it. And also, it's, it puts bo- people like, bones in there. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that thing will tear your hands, like, clean off. Is it going to cut a finger off? It'll lacerate your hand really badly, yeah. I mean, really, it might really do worse than that. that. Yeah, I don't know. It'll, it'll chew your fingers up, for sure. But again, I, like, if you I stick, your, hand, if you stick your hand just, like, right in the drain, there's nothing there. So, like, the thing, the thing with this scene in particular, or that scene in particular, that's always stuck with me, is, like, in my head, garbage disposal blades are, like, super big. Super tall, but yeah, they're super, not. They're not. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're like a half an inch yeah, they of just, to, like, they don't need to be that blade, blade, though. I stick my hand in there all the time and grab stuff, and yeah, I don't so, even go anywhere uh, near the yeah. blade. Yeah, and every time I think about this scene. I do, too. I think that was one of those, it was a peak moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah, in her attempt to escape, Michael climbs into the dumbwaiter, gets stabbed in the leg, and gets stuck after riding it back up. Where Mikey cuts the rope, the dumbwaiter drops and crushes her leg, leaving him plenty of time to saunter on it, up and like, finish her off. Yeah, like almost severs it clean off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, her kill is kind of boring because it kind of happens off screen a little bit. But you think about your leg. But then he gets real artistic. Yeah, that with was the, oof. Then he gets real artistic with how he poses her in the pantry. Yeah. How does he hang a whole body off of just like one light like, bulb? dangling light bulb? Uh, it's called reinforcing. Uh, it's impressive. The wire. It's impressive. He reinforced the wire. Yeah, he probably uh, did. He, I don't know. He, as as I mentioned with the dumbwaiter, he appreciates pageantry. He does. He and you know he's anything but a spon- spontaneous killer. You know he really plans his it's stuff out. So he methodical. he spent he spent days you know just reinforcing that wire, he's, saying I'm gonna maneuver her <laughs> into this room. I mean he spent like what probably upwards of twenty twenty years. Nine. You'd say? No, no. Well, twenty, 20 years, years waiting. Of just waiting. Twenty nine <laughs> hours driving across country. Yeah. That's about thirty hour drive. Yeah. Seventy, considering he probably drives like he walks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's had time to think these things through. What do you think? What happens if his his car has like a busted tail? Like, and does you think he, he stop just kills get, the cops? Does he stop to get gas? He has have to. to so with this, yeah, this never mask, takes, never takes a mask off. <laughs> well, think about it. if you show up to a gas station. <laughs> holy shit! Why does he get snacks? What? No, no, no he snacks. doesn't eat. No snacks, and he shits in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> So he has to stop and pump gas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the car is not magic. Could you imagine? <laughs> you just get well, out of Michael like, Myers is just bumping gas right next to you. Well, no, just think about it. I mean, especially nowadays, it's probably easier to do it. If he had a Tesla. Because, like, back in, 90, back in 98 was still the days where, like, you would go inside <laughs> to pay. But you would pay after you pump. After you pump. So he would just pump and leave. He would just probably just pump and leave. Oh, yeah. He's stealing. Yeah. But then not Because he doesn't have any credit cards. That's how you lose your license, Mikey. <laughs> he doesn't have a license. <laughs> That's how you lose your license, buddy. You have to take off your mask for the ID photo, please. Yeah. Uh, he takes off his mask. It's just another mask underneath. <laughs> it's just a gag take where it's just like pulling mask after mask after mask. It's just another mask underneath. Uh, we, should, <laughs> we should write movies. <laughs> and we might still do better than David Gordon Green. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Ouch. So anyway, back to this movie. Josh gets stabbed in the leg trying to save Molly. 
And she hits Michael with a rock, proving all the way back in 1998 that chivalry ain't dead. It's just not needed because women are strong and don't need no men. That's fucking right. Yeah. And then Will shoots L.L. Renicop as he turns a corner, conveniently using all the bullets to only shoot him once. And while checking on him, gets stabbed in the side and lifted up off the ground so he can shake to death freely. I yeah. loved it. I thought that was really good. It was a good kill. The, the shaking was believable to yeah. me. Yeah. is not a small dude either. Mm-mm. No, you're right. You're not. So Lori gets Josh and Molly out of there, sends them off down the street to safety, and then locks herself in with the monster by closing the gate and smashing the controls because she's not locked in there with him. He's locked in there with her. That's right. Yeah. That was a pretty, mm-hmm. that was like a pretty, for a, a 1998 movie, a little, it was a little touching. She was like, you go. I fucking got this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to face my demons after all these years. Yeah. I've been this like. She's, she's going to be Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Callback like, to the the to lit the moment that we have, where they really just tell us exactly what to expect. I love yeah. Have you read Frankenstein? Moment. No. <laughs> have you read Frankenstein? You've seen this movie. Um, I've always actually had a fondness for the camera work in this sequence. Um, just like the long shadows, her mm-hmm. just dragging that fucking axe around and screaming his name. Yep. Like <laughs> my god. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's what I would do. I think it's a great scene. At this point, I feel like she's pretty much been like, well, it's her fate, right? That's what they say in that scene in the. Yeah, in the in the classroom, yeah. like, she's this pretty much resigned to her moment. fate. Yeah, yeah, this is her. Everybody else she knows is dead. She has nothing left to lose, and this is her fucking fate. Yeah. So she's just like, "Fuck you, bitch! I'm yeah. gonna fucking kill you." Yeah. yeah. So she doesn't have to worry about it anymore. That is actually kind of deep. Yeah. In like a 1998 way. <laughs> I liked it. Halloween is just fucking. Have you seen these seashells on my necklace? <laughs> Have you seen these puka shells? On I, my collect, I collected them myself. <laughs> That's a different type of 1998 movie. These are different. Uh, Michael shows off his muscles with his one-handed slow drop. They trade stab wounds, and Michael tumbles, uh, turns turns into the table flip emoji, gets stabbed with a flag, demonstrates his ability to dodge a ball by dodging five knives from a distance, but can't dodge him up close as he gets stabbed by a bunch and falls off a balcony. Dr. Frankenstein killed her monster, and LL, LL resurrected Jesus Stops her from stabbing him anymore. Fuck that. I would not have stopped. Yeah, absolutely. Could not. you imagine? If absolutely like, not. Don't do that. I'd be like, you need to fuck right uh, off. You have have you seen what's happened to me? You have no fucking idea. I've mm. been waiting for this moment for 20 years. I'm going to stab all I want. Well, she just was like, Michael, yeah. Michael. And then yeah. and then she just didn't yeah, she finish could. it. Yeah, she could. Yeah. Because some guy told her not to? Yeah. Well, I mean, he has resurrected Jesus. I don't give a fuck who he is. So keep a resurrected prince for all I care. <laughs> but Lori ain't no fool. She knows her monster and swipes a gun in the coroner's van, driving him off to prove that he's alive and kill him for good, which she does by ejecting him through the windshield, driving into him, crashing down a hill, pinning him to a tree, and cutting his big William Shatner head clean off. And boom, motherfuckers! Logical, clean, satiny, soft ending. But what about when he reached to touch her hand? <laughs> and she touched her hand. Touched his hand for a second. <laughs> Hey, you guys! <laughs> Do not... Don't... <laughs> Have any of you seen my wiener? <laughs> uh, oh. Wow, you guys. <laughs> she ain't having it. She ain't having it. She ain't having she it. She touched his hand for a second. No, she reaches out, and then she's like, Nah, I got nah, you, bitch. Nah, never mind, you're right. She's like, fuck you. Gotcha, bitch, I ain't falling for your tricks. <laughs> Mom always liked you more. Anyway. Do you think there was a moment where she felt connected to him? For even for a split second? Or do you think she was always just like, no, I don't give a shit? I think there was like a slight moment. I think that's what it's designed to be, is just like that slight like sibling moment of 
maybe Michael is resigned to his fate and is like apologizing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't have that capacity, right? No, we know that. No. She knew that. She knew that. So off with his head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it. And that's the movie. That's that is our clean, literally clean ending. Roll credits. That is our very clean ending to clean. the story of Laurie and Michael Myers. Clean until Halloween Resurrection comes yes. out. When the coroner <laughs> the sho- worst of all of the Halloween movies. <laughs> when the coroner shows up, picks up his head, puts the body back together, and off we go again. Yeah. Well, I think it's sort of people always thought too that it was never Michael Myers that was in. Yeah, the body bag anyways, that's right? That's the timeline that... Because... Uh, resurrected, resurrected... Resurrected. Yeah, because Resurrected is right. that it's actually the coroner in the yes. Michael Myers. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. I, when I was watching it, Ben actually made a good point, who doesn't care about this movie at all. It would be weird to put someone in a body bag with their mask still on. You would probably take that off to make some sort of assessment as to the damage to their body, right? Yeah. I mean, not if you've seen, like, 17 stab wounds in his chest. But still, I'm pretty but you sure would, you can but assess you would that still, one. But you would still phone. do that, though. Right. So the fact that it was still on yeah. is a little strange. Just a little but bit. Leads, I mean, if, if that's really the, the, one, the, one, thing. the one thing that you're going to latch on to and you're going to suspend your disbelief <laughs> about a yep. bunch of the other stuff yep. that's happened in this movie. It's also just such a dumb but conceit. But we're talking about this one. It's also just such a dumb <laughs> conceit because we see this whole thing play out in so many, like Mission Impossible did that exact same bit. Right. Yeah. Where it's you know somebody with their mouth duct taped shut wearing the mask of yeah. somebody else. Like you see that trope so many times that it's it's forgettable. Yeah. It's stupid. And so it's maybe when he was out. reaching out, it wasn't because he was having a a sibling moment, but he was really like, "Yo, help! help. Yo, don't me. kill me!" Yeah. No, because I think if that's the case, you're gonna reach for the fucking mask and pull the mask off and be like, "Hey, by the way, you see this duct tape on my face or my broken jaw and the fact that I don't look anything like your brother." <laughs> <laughs> or just be like flailing your arms around madly, pointing yeah. to your face. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I always ascribe to the the theory that this actually is Michael, and resurrected should rightfully this... take its place next to season of the witch. Well, also live in the void. Resurrected could have been like um, almost like a, a weird culty person who wanted to like impersonate Michael Myers. Yeah, I think would have worked just as well. Yeah. yeah. But we're not talking about that movie. No. Shit, Saw did it like three times. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Lots of movies do it all the time. Yeah. So, where's John Carpenter? Or, what I like to call, how the Weinsteins fucked everybody. Mm. John Carpenter was originally in consideration to be the director for this particular follow-up, since Jamie Lee Curtis specifically wanted to reunite the entire cast and crew of the original to have involvement in it. <laughs> Carpenter agreed to direct the film, but his starting fee as director was $10 million in 1998, so he demanded a three-picture deal with Dimension Films, and Carpenter's bargain was denied by the Weinsteins, specifically Bob, and therefore no deal took place. So Harvey wasn't the only one fucking people. <laughs> he wanted a three-movie deal also. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted a trilogy. He wanted a trilogy. <laughs> he wanted a trilogy. And they would but, not... see, but see, mm-hmm. Carpenter's earned the right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and this was also... I 100% agree yeah. with that. This was also his creation. Yes, and, yeah. he, and he thought... And the, the $10 million seemed high at the time... But he was also hoping to get some of that money back that he never got for the original Halloween movie. Yeah. So he rationalized his $10 million fee by uh, having it be compensation for revenue that he never received from the original one, which was a matter that was still a contention between him and the original Halloween producer, Mustafa Akkad, even after 20 years. I'd be fucking pissed about that, too. Oh, yeah. Um, So the deal that he originally wrote or signed was, I think, $10,000 or $15,000 for him and Deborah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and then a cut of the revenues. And okay. supposedly he did not get his appropriate cut of the revenues. Uh, when Akkad specifically balked a Carpenter's fee, Carpenter quit the project, which is when Steve Miner took over as director. Uh, Mustafa also produced the rest of the Halloween franchise up until his death in 2005, at which point his son Malik took over, who is still producing the Jason Bloom-backed ones today. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Mustafa Akkad originally put up $300,000 from money left over from another project line of the desert for the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Carpenter said, I was unemployed at the time, so I was thinking $300,000 is a lot of money. We basically shamed Mustafa into it, and I told him $300,000 would probably be too much for you to invest, knowing he couldn't back off because of his pride. He was paid $10,000 to direct, write, and create music for the film, plus he would receive 10% of the film profits. And that's, so he just trolled him into it. Yeah, and that 10% of the film profits is where the issue stemmed from. I think okay. apparently he only wound up getting like 4 or 5%. Mm. Uh, while Malik took the reins of the Akkad production and Carpenter's back in the fold, helping David Gordon Green and Danny McBride today, it's safe to say that the wa- it's water under the bridge at this point. Carpenter said, Halloween put me on the map, and I'm very sad to hear of his death. Uh, after learning, Akkad was among scores of people killed by suicide bombers who attacked three Jordanian hotels uh, back in 2005. Oh, my God, that's how he died? died at the age of 75, him and his daughter. Oh, my God, that's horrific. Yeah. Jesus. So... Time for the Q and A. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, makes me feel icky. Yeah, and sad. Humans are the real monsters. Right? Absolutely. (laughs) Time for the Q and A. I picked this movie specifically. We'll touch touch upon that again next week. Yeah. 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 That's a a little preview for next week. Uh, I picked this movie specifically because it's my favorite since the original, and since I believe it has a nice clean ending that they fucked up by resurrecting Michael. And everybody knows at this point how I feel about this one, but what about you guys? Does the ending hold up, especially after uh, resur- especially since after Resurrection, we got two different sets of reboots? And do we think that Michael is actually able to be killed? So I like to look at this one as a standalone. Like, he did die. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you get rid of the supernatural stuff with this movie like I do. Yeah. Okay. This one specifically. I thought it was great. Do you think the ending holds up? Yeah. Dead Michael wraps up the franchise? Yeah, with the hand the, the hand thing and the I'm going to do this on my own. The Michael, the Michael, the Frankenstein thing. It was her fate. Yeah, yeah. I think it was for a 1998 movie. I think it was very good. <laughs> what about you, Palmer? You're I mean, the one I'm most interested I'm not, in hearing about. I'm not. This this movie, I, I just, I really don't, I don't, I can't, this movie's hard for me to fucking pinpoint, like, the specific reasons that I dislike it, right? Because, like, I don't think it's poorly written, necessarily. I mean, there are, like, character lines that are really bad. There's a whole bunch yeah, but of that's plot holes. But, like, Josh Hartnett. But, like, I don't, <laughs> compared, compared to, like, what came before it, like, it's not a bad it's not a bad entry, right? Like if you just grew up and you watched four through six and like <clears throat> had that to look back on and All then this came out, stuff. yeah. And then this came out, I would be really pleased with it as a, as a Halloween fan, right? Like, yeah. how do you think this stacks up compared I, to the Rob Zombie stuff and <clears throat> the David Gordon Green stuff? The Rob Zombie well, stuff is a lot darker, which I like. Yeah, I mean, this is like the, I, this is like the product of like a because like the the David Gordon Green stuff is a lot darker though too. Like yeah, like um, do you think it has something to do though with the era that they came out? Yeah, that, but that, I think right? that's why the reason like I can't like I just don't I really don't like the I don't like the sty, the stylistic the style, choices. Yeah. I don't like the 
the the camera choices are very like 1998 with like the weird angles and like like there's not Everything's a lot of like still Dutch frames. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of still <laughs> right? frames and there's not like there's not a lot of like focus on like composing the shot and there's there's nothing like that. It's just a 19 like they're just they're in with a purpose. Like they took somebody who like is familiar with like TV direction mm-hmm. and put made them the cinematographer and then just got this together for but it's like every horror movie of 1998. Yeah, there's not any creative camera work. If you yeah. watch one teen based horror movie in yes. 1996 through 2000, you've seen them all. Well, I think like now just, we watch like with well, a camera is a character, the sound is a character. The none of these things are true for 1998 horror movies. So I can't, really. I can't necessarily like pick like an exact like specific reason like for instance like with some of the other Halloween movies I could look at you and be like this is the reason it's bad this one I can't like be like it's just it's a product of a time that I really don't appreciate filmmaking for like for the for obviously there have been exceptions right (laughs) well we we rewatched the faculty and and I actually I I really ended up enjoying that it has all the same camera angles there, but I, yeah, but I don't know what it is. That's the reason I can't distinguish why I think the faculty like the faculty is like quirky and it's fun, and it keeps your interest the it entire was, time. Because the faculty yeah. because the faculty is a standalone and not tied into Any a, other another franchise. another universe. This I just had so many questions. Like, how did you meet your husband? Why was he a meth addict? Like. How why did was you, he even how did mentioned you, if he's never in the movie? How did you? Yeah, like, uh, how did you? How did you get your job as a headmistress when you faked your death? Like, where are the credentials coming from? She could have gone back from? to like, school. She could have. It Maybe has been she, twenty years. But generally, the person that marries or is gets involved with like a meth addict has like a bunch of problems. So like, I'm I'm applauding her if she worked her way through them. I really am. But like, I don't understand. Twenty like, years is a long time, though. You it is. It. it is, and and. <laughs> I mean, when did he leave? I guess it, I guess it would the depend on is, when, when, he, does, when does he leave. Probably yeah, when early, did the father probably leave? Probably in the beginning. I don't. I. I. I, well, I think he leaves before Josh Hartnett's like five? two years old. Yeah, I was gonna say, but I, yeah, early on. I, I don't think that she seems like the type of woman that would be with a abusive meth head for no, I'm not, a long time. I'm right? not so, disputing that. So she probably he probably broke up with her, like when yeah Josh Hartnett was like five. So she still has time to go back to school, get her degree. She could even get her Once master's. Once again, she, so she's doing all this without any credentials on the run trying to lay low. Well, she moved to Northern California. So yeah. That's where everyone goes to be secretive, right? I guess. It just seems like... There's like 40 kids there. Of course that school's really nice. Are they all the same nah. grade? Because they all so, yeah. went camping. I think so. So it's every... So it, was it just the... the so it's Class? not just seniors. It's the whole school goes camping? I guess. I don't know. Except there's... for four people. There's only four people that can't go. And there's, and they're, it just happen to be friends. Yeah. That are planning an animalistic orgy. Mm. I just, there's... I mean, it's corny. It's a corny movie. There's just, but like, I... <sighs> I expect something different from like like I guess the biggest disappointment that I have with the Halloween franchise like in total like aside from the Rob Zombie ones because I think like even though I think those failed for the most part they at least tried it to add something some mm-hmm. new layer on top of it that I think at least mimicked the creativity and the ambition of the original one. I agree. I feel like everything except for this one two and three 
like every Halloween movie that's come out since has just been kind of like it's felt more of like a cash grab than it has like a product of like yeah we're just using the name well even yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis said about this one not when they first started going through script and stuff like that but towards the end she even said that this ended up feeling a lot like a cash grab yeah this movie specifically so I it, but it's just like it's it's one of those things where it's just like I I expect something different from the Halloween franchise mm-hmm. like as a whole like something a little bit more nuanced I guess because that's yeah. how it was established. Yeah. If I wanted something super corny where I'm just going to watch a whole bunch of teenagers <laughs> get chased around by a silent maniac You'll like watch I want to watch Friday, Friday the 13th. The 13th. <laughs> but, but like that's true but like or that's Sunday why party massacre yeah or yeah. you know like but like that's what i think when i think friday the 13th i think stupid kids getting killed when i think halloween i think something slow burn that's mm-hmm. like really like tight compact shots like and none and none of them none of them have since the third one have been no is it fair to say that even the second one and the third one and everything since the first one, I've just been chasing the high of that first one because it's not. I don't. It's, I not, just, it's not John Carpenter. I don't know if it's necessarily chasing the high. I think it's more just like like every rendition. I feel feel like is just like hollowing it out more. Do you think though that you're more not nitpicky? I feel like that's a bad. That has like a negative connotation to it. But like, are you more? What's the word? Like. Do you care more about maybe this than you do? Because I know, like Friday the Thirteenth, like those are your jam. Yeah, you like to watch them because they're fun movies, right? Yeah. Do you have the same like? Do you pay the same attention to those to that franchise as you do to Halloween? Or are you more nitpicky with Halloween because you expect something different? I think I think I am more nitpicky with Halloween. Like, I just keep expecting something that lives up to the first one, and I never get it. Um. I mean, and I think this one. Like, I think there are moments, you yeah. know, like I think, like for instance, we were just talking about the baby scene in the 2018 re- mm-hmm. re- yeah. reboot. Like, yeah. that was a moment that could have been in the original film, right? Because yeah. it's one still shot. It's re- it's really like yeah. it's just him leering at leering a baby, a crib, yeah. <laughs> and that absolutely could have been in the original film. But you don't feel that way about the bathroom scene, where he could have killed that little kid but didn't. In this one. In this one, it, it didn't. Sta- I don't it know. Didn't it didn't have stand the same effect out. to yeah, you. It didn't stand out as much to me. Um, I mean, I think even the bathroom scene in the 2018 one would have been more poignant had it not been in the trailer. I don't remember. See, I don't remember the trailer. I do like that point that where. Well, because in the trailer, you saw them like drop the teeth over the wall and everything. Oh, when that's he, right. When oh, right. Sorry, sorry. I was thinking about the. the fucking... I was thinking about the trailer of this one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just used flued. Did you say in that? The, in, the, in the wild, sure dude. Holy shit. Gary, that's for you if you're listening. Oh, you just got flued, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, that that scene with, like, yeah, in 2018, there's a couple of scenes that I think felt right at home. Yes. In, like, the Halloween universe. I don't think there's been a movie as a whole that's really lived up to the first one, though. Well, no. Yeah, and I I don't know, and I don't know that I really want something to live up. I just want something with more substance to it. When I think there's like plenty of opportunity for that to happen, you know, like when we got served the trailers for the 2018 reboots, like there was this um, anticipation that I think all of us collectively had that there was going to be something overarching that was going to make this a little more special than stuff we had seen before, right? Yeah. Like like that there was more of 
a focus. And then they just spent two hours jerking off fans. Yeah, well, it's just... It's, <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> it sure I mean, me off. <laughs> and I mean, like, if, if that's what you want to go in and see, then, like, dude, kudos. I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad you I'm glad you had a good time with it. But for some reason, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm really not even that big of a fan of this franchise, but I mm-hmm. expect something, like, more from it. Um, I think looking at this movie in the lens of 1998 makes it easier. Maybe, and I refuse Be- to do that. Right. Because, <laughs> because I will agree. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing really about this movie that's... Sta- there's a couple scenes where I'm like, oh, that's kind of creative. But even so, it's not really that creative. It's not yeah. that deep. I feel like you really do have to look at this movie through a lens of 1998, which I will agree with you. 1998 to... 2000 something was not great cinema. <laughs> so that's it was thing, teen like, horror movies, and, uh, right? Yeah, 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 well, yeah. not even and just teen horror, just teen movies where it was adaptations of books, which is why you get this shoehorned Frankenstein thing in because that time period was also the time period where we had all these teen movies that were based yeah. off of Shakespeare. American, or, but even like American Pie, Can't Hardly Wait, like all of these shitty movies came out literally around that time. I all of those movies. saying Can't Hardly Wait it's a shitty movie. It is a shitty movie. It's a <laughs> shitty movie. I love it, but I like it despite the fact that it's a shitty movie. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, I get, it. but like you also have to take what I just said with a grain of salt too, because I literally like turned around in the in the same like course of dialogue and said that I really enjoy the Friday the Thirteenth film. So like I really don't have any right to stand on any leg criticizing oh, any no. of these films. Um, I'm just they just don't. I don't know what it is, and maybe and one fine. day, maybe one day I will sit down with myself and have like some big like like. I don't know, internal reflection and figure it out. But until that point, it's just like 1998 bad. Oh, no. <laughs> and honestly, like me talking with you, it's, it's not me trying to change your mind. Because I think yeah. you're, you're perfectly right in your yeah. opinion. It's more just dialogue about a franchise that I really like. No, and I'm... I, so I, I appreciate the dialogue. So what do you think... What do you think... If for, so we, we talked about how you're really uh, interested in... in well, not interested, but you really appreciate the fact that it kind of like tongue in cheek does this whole like nod at Frankenstein and stuff. Right. On top of that, like, is there anything else like particularly grabs you about this? Like, were the, like, were you interested in the kid? Like, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is like where, where the, the fandom lies. for you like goes into these kinds of films. Like, is it the kills? Is it the characters? Is it like the, just the the continuing story of Laurie? So the continuing story I did like. I yeah. like how they kind of picked it up, even though they didn't explain a lot. I did kind of like being like, oh, like this, this is like this is. The mom is an adult now, right? Mm-hmm. Which I always find interesting. I thought the kills were pretty good. And that was a little reminiscent. I think we will talk about our favorite kills later mm-hmm. in the script. So I'll get back to that. But no, I feel like it was mostly... I always like the interpersonal things about the movie. So like the hand reaching out part. Like to me that really was, even though it was cheesy. Right. I kind of thought that was like a nice finite ending for you know, a, a, a series like that. The dynamic of watching your future teenage child hate yeah. you. Yeah, and watching and no, and honestly, and watching it now it resonates like, more now than ever. And I feel like I say this all the time as a parent now. Like I always saw myself when I watched this movie as a teenager. I always saw myself a lot more as the the girl, mm-hmm. not Michelle Williams, but the other one. Mm-hmm. And now I see myself as Lori, <laughs> and it's like. I get it, and I'm like, I don't really approve of your parenting choices, but like, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just wondering, like, being the daughter of a infamous, highly infamous serial killer, like, how do you live your life yeah. every day? And you mean the sister? The sister. Sorry. Yeah. How do you live your life every single day? 
Well, and I mean, what that's... do you do? And you go and live in Northern California and work as some, like, I guess. principal, I guess. Could they have, like, delved into more about, like, who, yeah, who was her meth head husband? And, like, when, you know what I mean? A little bit more backstory, I think, would have been nice. But I always liked it because it was, like, a... It was 20 years later. Mm-hmm. See, I like those. This doesn't happen now. There's no way this could happen now because of the internet. Oh, like, you couldn't just... You couldn't just, like, fake your death and fuck off and show up somewhere later. Because... Uh, well, they would have put you in witness protection. Because, what was it, two two years ago? Three years ago? The the chick that came out saying she was Ted Bundy's kid? Oh, yeah. And oh. everybody immediately started trying to, like, figure out any way they possibly could have tear it apart. I don't think anybody did, but I don't think there's any, like, actual proof either. Um, but, like, that's... That's the curse of the internet. But she doesn't know? want to be known as Michael Myers' sister. She just wants to live a normal life. Yeah, but nowadays, like, you, you're known as Michael Myers' sister. Like, everybody knows. Like, hey, that, like... Uh, I don't... I think you'd be surprised at the amount of people who can leave their Yeah, dude, I feel like if, life. if porn so? stars yes. can re- retire and disappear, a person who is affected by a serial killer can absolutely yeah, retire. Yeah, if you, if you really want... they, though? Yes, if you really want yeah. to disappear, especially... With the if your brother is a serial killer who is hunting you down specifically, I would imagine you have some sort of help with law enforcement. I mean, I suppose it helps that the Nate the last names are different. Myers and Strode. Nah, I would, especially in this day and age, I would think you wouldn't get much help from law enforcement on you this. You don't think so? Mm-mm. After twenty years, fuck no. You well, no, know. but she hasn't. She's been in witness, quote unquote, witness protection yeah. for much earlier than twenty years. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. So 1980, 1990, let's say. Yeah. But she she probably could. They could help her disappear, or she could do it on her own. Especially in nineteen ninety. Yeah. Well, at this again, point, we, it's still it would be still pretty easy to. Because mm-hmm. okay, again, Adam Arkin knows the story. He knows all the people involved. He just doesn't believe her when she says that's me. Yeah, and that's like an Illinois story. Yeah. Like, yeah. They live in Northern California. Well, it's one of those, like, if it's, if it's that infamous of a serial killer, right? Like, yeah. you would... That's what would... I'm saying. Like, nowadays, at least, with the with the internet being what it is, like, there's no Yeah, but we, were, we just discussed that this is 23 yeah. years yeah. since this movie was made. Yeah. A lot has changed in 23 years. That's true. Not always for the best. <laughs> anyway, time for favorite kills. Okay. We're bringing this one back because it seems like the perfect opportunity to do it. Uh, I will start it off. My favorite kill is watching Joseph Gordon-Levitt get an ice skate to the face, because let's be honest, he probably deserves it. Yeah. It's just weird that the best kill in the movie happens eight minutes into the movie, hmm. from my opinion. Really? I thought the uh, yeah, I thought the elevator, or the, what do you call it, the, the dumbwaiter, dumb, dumb mm-hmm. um, I thought that was one of the more, that and the after, the aftermath. The that's, tableau. That's, yeah. yeah, that sequence, yeah. that sequence was better, but you don't get to see the kill. Yeah, I guess you don't get true. to see the no, kill. No, but you get like the leg, the leg, true. like almost getting severed off, and like I feel like it's got enough tension to it, and I consider it. You don't see anything. All of a sudden, she just walks back into. That's true. What you do get, enough, you yeah. do get a wonderful close up of an ice skate just jammed into his fucking yeah. face. But I yeah. agree with Palmer. So you're the, like going with the dumbwaiter. The scene? dumbwaiter slash the tableau afterwards. Yeah, it was okay. very Dexter to me. It was, yeah. and I liked it. Or like Cannibal, you know, like in Hannibal, like the yeah. Okay. I like it. If you can, the more you decorate and pose your bodies, the more I'm into your kills. <laughs> for sure. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. Please don't send us these pictures, guys. <laughs> or do. I mean, or do. It is Halloween. Do, you do you, boo. <laughs> All right. Uh, my hat is like a Michael Myers mask out of five. 
What I'll are we giving first. it? All right. Um, I'm going to give this, in the context of 1998 and how many times I've watched this movie, I'm going to give it a 2.75. Palmer? Yeah, yeah, I'll probably give it a 2.5. Okay. I'm going to give it a 3.75. Oh, okay. Because it's the third best Halloween movie and has a logical ending that makes me happy. Okay. So you're a big fan of the the finite logical ending then. Mm -hmm. You want it all said and done. Yeah. Okay. I also didn't really like the whole supernatural aspect of 436. Okay. I like to look at this as a standalone film, I think. I watched it as a standalone film. I think I continue to just look at it as a standalone film. All right. Okay. Well, that uh, balances out to a three. Just a three? Just a three. <laughs> kind of boring. Boring. Hmm. Well. Well, all right. I, th- I think it's three is a good score. It is a good score. Which makes sense if you say Halloween 1, 2, and then this one be Halloween 3. <laughs> Hmm. Yep. We did it. We've come full circle. Half-Life 3 confirmed. Circle. You heard it here first. So time for the eulogy. Yep. Our final words. Mm-hmm. To yeah. say anything we want about whatever we want for however long it takes for us to say it. Alex, mm-hmm. you want to you go first this time? Yeah. So I feel like this has been really popular online recently <laughs> is the relationship between Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. We have talked about Machine Gun Kelly a little bit. I saw something about him pop up. Well, yeah. the two of them pop up yeah. recently. So I feel and like I don't, we've... I, don't I, I didn't want to look into it because I, I hate both of them. So I feel like <laughs> we've talked about Machine Gun Kelly hatefully on this podcast just when he had that tried to diss track Eminem, yeah. right? And then yeah, Meg... I think I also recently talked shit about him when he did a cover of Paramore. Okay. And then I feel like we've all loved Megan Fox. She's great. But anyways, there was a... I'm sorry, what? Megan... <laughs> She's great? I'm sorry, what? Do we not like Megan Fox? I mean, she's... I don't, I don't really have an opinion. Yeah, I don't really have an opinion. Anyways, anyway. whatever. I don't really have an opinion about her either. But anyways, there was this article that they came out with in Vogue. And they're mm. like, the media is really trying to like push Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox on the everyday viewer. Why, so why is everybody booing Machine Gun Kelly right now? And Oh, because he like talked a bunch of shit against... Like, so TikTok hates him. Okay. Which I feel like should say something. But then he also tried to say that like Corey Taylor was like old and washed up and like no one should listen to his music because they were playing like, like, Slipknot's the same vocalist? festival. Yeah. Okay. And he was like, "Fuck you." And, yeah, that's a smart thing to whatever. do. Whatever. But anyways, I just want to give a couple quotes from these two because I feel like their their dialogue surrounding their relationship is hilarious. I feel okay. like I have so no... reading this on the script with zero context <laughs> is incredible. <laughs> <Yeah>. This fucking <laughs> slam yeah. poetry that you're about to read. So I have now no... that I have the context, it's somehow <laughs> even better. So I have no, I don't care about either of these people at all. I just find it really hilarious. So the first time that Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox met, er, met each other, uh, Megan. Fox goes on to say, I just remember this tall, blonde, ghostly creature, and I looked up and I was like, you smell like weed. He looked down at me and said, I am weed. (laughs) (laughs) This was in Vogue. Okay. God damn it, I fucking hate these people. (laughs) And then this was the uh, caption on one of her Instagram posts with the picture of the two of them from said Vogue article. The tale of two outcasts and star-crossed lovers caught in the throes of a torrid solar flare of a romance featuring, and I quote, feverish obsession, guns, <laughs> addiction, 
shamans, lots of blood, general mayhem, therapy, tantric night terrors, binding rituals, chakra sound baths, psychedelic hallucinations, organic smoothies, and the kind of sex that would make Lucifer clutch his rosary. I really love how that's... The, the previous one is organic smoothies. Organic smoothies Just doesn't fit there. In there. So like I said, I have no... This was in Vogue? This So the first quote was in Vogue. That was when they were... It, 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 just go read the article. It what, is, what was this list of... That was on an Instagram post of hers. Of, so, of Megan Fox. Megan Fox. So anyways, just go... It's all like this, though. It's literally all like this. This shit reads like a third-year lit student trying to write, like... <laughs> I don't know. So they're, they're pay, pay attention to me. Right. Oh my God. And I feel like at one point she was like, we're so dark. We're both so dark. And like, yeah. they don't fit into like the boxes society. Uh, they like dress up like Harley Quinn and Joker for like She Halloween. was in Transformers and then got kicked off because she was like a piece of shit. Well, I think. And Megan Fox? Yeah. I think there uh. was. And I think the thing, the, the issue was, is there was some sort of surrounding issue about how she was. Harassed or like over sexualized in Hollywood and didn't want yeah, to do absolutely. that anymore. She absolutely was. But and then so she, then she got blacklisted. Well, she also got blacklisted because she was a fucking, fucking nightmare to work yeah. with. Yeah. But so people are, I feel like people tried to give some respect back to Megan Fox mm-hmm. and then she started dating Machine Gun Kelly and went uh, way too no. far with it. <laughs> you mean discount Billy Joe Armstrong? Or kind of like, remember when Angelina Jolie started dating. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton. With the blood. Remember? Yeah. I feel like they're just like this generation. But anyways, I don't care about either of these people, but it's just fucking hilarious. That's incredible. <laughs> General mayhem, tantric night terrors, and chakra sound baths. Wow. You're welcome, everybody. I don't even know what a chakra sound <laughs> bath is. Like, I know the words. I know yeah, I know these individual words, but I don't know what half of the shit means when you put it all together. I don't know either. It's uh. nice. It's very soothing, but you don't have to like tell everyone about it. Yeah. No, no, but nowadays you do. That's the whole point of social right. media. Just shop for a sound like, bath in the peace of your own home. Yeah. Enjoy your psychedelic hallucination at home. I can't partake with you. I'm not there. Why are you telling me about it? Can <laughs> we can we do some binding rituals later, you guys? God, I hope so. I am weed. Also, who the fuck <laughs> says that? Discount Billy Joe Armstrong. I yeah. am weed. <laughs> I am the weed. I am not the weed, just weed. He's really disappointed that he's not the new Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I am weed. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, myself, am heartbroken to report after naming Julia Gulia last week, my very own <gasps> Spidey idiots, the one and only Winona Spider. She packed up her shit and moved on, no longer mm. hanging out above my deck. So Godspeed, little buddy. I hope you and your probably brood of 8,000 children are all safe and sound and, uh, you know, creating all natural Halloween decorations somewhere. It's probably better that she didn't give birth to her egg sac with all the babies, like, right by her. Yeah, I'm fucking thrilled by that. Because they have a lot of babies. I went yeah, back I've and seen like, a lot of spiders in my house in the last month. Um, yeah. I don't think I could deal with that kind of swarm. And they're so tiny yeah. and just get everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, mine is much more boring. But if you haven't seen The Night House... It's on VOD. Did you finally watch it? Uh, or is it I, queued up? I have it queued up. I'm ready to. I'm ready to roll. Because you, you've you've been talking about this one for a while. I'm, very, it, I'm yeah. very excited to watch this movie. Okay. All right. Uh, but that wraps it up. It's time for the housekeeping. Uh, you can follow us on social media like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and everything else. All at Terror and Podito. And by everything else, I mean that's it because we're not on anything else. <laughs> Even though we keep getting rumors that somebody's going to start up a TikTok. Yeah, Somebody, it's me. it's me. I'm gonna do is, that. Are you gonna do it? I'm gonna oh, do it. We can't start up a Reddit. But I also, I can't. <laughs> I can't do TikTok without you guys, though. Actually, we we had a Reddit. We did. <laughs> we did have a Reddit account. I used to post from it. Yeah. 
Used to. Those were the days. Um, <laughs> all that stuff's at Terra and Podnito. We're building our Discord community, so check out the link in the uh, the podcast description for that. Um, you can follow us individually. I'm Palmer at Sturmsworth. I'm Alex at A Looters. I'm Sam at Sam Heaves. We'll be back on Twitch, if not next week, then back yeah. in November. I've also noted a bunch of you guys have added me on Instagram, so awesome. Happy to happy to be friends with you. Whoa. Yeah, Alex is the one to follow. She she's yeah, the content she actually queen. Keeps shit up. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of I don't even I don't even remember the last time I posted Instagram. Yeah. It's been a minute. I love it. Um, I just posted pictures. We just got um, Sam brought us spooky donuts. Yeah, and nice. I yeah. just posted some pictures. When of you that. see the picture, I apologize if you listened to last week's episode when we talked about what spooky treats these places are making. These are not at all what Krispy Kreme's press release said they were going to be, but they were still tasty. I feel like same colors, just completely different designs. Yeah, yeah. I actually like. They the have names. A cat, a cat though. Yeah, the cat one was pretty good. Yeah. If you like, it's literally my fingers are stained black. Though. Yes, everything is very black. I forgot that I ate it and I was wondering what that fucking stain on my finger was. I thought it was cigarette for a second. I was like, is that cigarette ash? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Black, it's black Just sprinkles. Black sanding sugar. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back next week with more of what you have come to know and love from us. As always, keep it creepy. Take care, everybody. I'll catch you later.